0: to an extra extra environmentalist it is an influx of material previously hidden in the unconscious laden with symbolic meaning eventually to be recombined at a higher level Nice Christmas, Stanley. No commercialism and shopping, just a nice fire and family. Welcome to an extra, extra environmentalist. This is Justin Ritchie.
1: And I'm Seth Moserkatz. Hey Justin, what's an extra, extra environmentalist?
0: An extra, extra environmentalist is a time for us to take some extra audio Bring it out to the extra environmentalist community and share all of this unconscious material that's been building up so it explodes into an amalgamum of enlightenment.
1: So, what you're saying is, we have so much material that we can't put it all into ne- the next episode. We have to make a sub episode to put out this extra material that's just been building up and building up so we don't explode.
0: Exactly. An extra, extra environmentalist exists simply so that we do not blow up.
1: Is there anything special about the extra, extra environmentalist that I should know about?
0: Well, the special thing you should know is that today we're speaking with the son of Santa Claus, especially for the Christmas holiday, which is today, December the 25th. Well, it's not today when we're recording. It's the 25th when we're releasing this extra, extra environmentalist.
1: That's exciting. What is, uh, what is, his name is Nick Jr., this guy. Yeah. What does he say?
0: Uh, he tells us about the challenges and tribulations of being Santa Claus's son, the operations up at the North Pole. Quite frankly, the audio connection we had through the telephony to the North Pole was not that great. It was aided a little bit by some elfin magic, and I think we did a good job. But uh, quite frankly, it had a few issues, but I think we're doing pretty good, and we were able to get quite a few good questions in to Nick Jr.
1: Elfin magic is always a kind of tricky thing to deal with, and I'm glad that we got the recording that we were able to.
0: Absolutely, and I really want to uh, give us very special thanks to Jamie from the Stepping Off the Edge podcast for making the interview with Nick Jr. happen. Um, anything else you have to say, Seth?
1: Yeah, it's Jamie from Stepping Off the Edge uh, podcast was, was a great person to talk to, and you should check out his show as well. Yeah, so
0: we're going to get back to our holiday party where, uh, where we're having some fun, singing some music, and eating some cake.
1: Yes, eating lots of cake, and cookies, and (laughs) pie
0: Alright, so that's going to close us out for this Extra Extra Environmentalist intro And now it's all an interview with Nick Jr., the son of Santa Claus The son
1: of Santa Claus
0: (laughs) Have a happy Christmas holiday And we will catch you on the next full episode of the Extra Environmentalist Drink
1: lots of eggnog and be kind to your parents
0: a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in a winter
1: wonderland. Light,
0: light, 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 light. In the meadow we can
1: build a snowbird. here with Nick Jr., Santa Claus's bastard child from the North Pole. How are you, Nick?
2: Very, very well.
1: How are, how are things on the North Pole
2: they are uh, very busy as I can I'm sure I don't have to uh, tell you at this point in time that the logistics machine is working very well and we're uh, everything is right on pace uh, unlike what you could say for Skype today which I understand is having some of their own problems we have our own internal backup network so that's where we're able to record this conversation without problems on the North Pole network
1: Wow so you guys are like beaming off the moon or something like that.
2: Don't really want to go into uh, the technology discussions at this point, but uh, we we have been making some of our technology available to the human race as it is uh, beneficial to you and as we feel that you're ready for it, yes. So maybe you could just
1: tell us a little bit about how you got started with uh, the whole Christmas thing and what your
2: introduction to it was. I was born into this, and um, I, I'm not necessarily sure you're aware, but... Uh, Santa Claus himself is over 2,500 years old. Um, My dad had me around uh, 285 years ago. It gets a little bit hazy after you get to be 200 years old. You kind of miss birthdays, like you miss a season, you're not really sure where you're at. But I, I graduated from North Pole University, and my dad's slowly been letting me handle more and more of the North Pole administrative duties as he's gotten a little bit older. Uh, he started to hang out with Father Time more, and they've started to cultivate some plants in their spare time. Not really sure what they grow, but they they seem to have a lot of laughs doing it. And I know it's not mistletoe, but they're they're good with that.
3: But those administrative duties entail? I, I mean, uh, does it involve reindeer or elves, or do those guys just manage themselves?
2: There is a. a Portion of that that I started out feeding the reindeers their buckets in the the fields and starting to learn how to put their tack on and such. Obviously, being the son of Santa, that was really just to get me to learn the ropes, both literally and figuratively. I've since moved up to working with some of the command and control operations, which deal with all of the logistics at, uh, in terms of making sure the sleigh is prepped and ready. All of the presence that the elves create, as well as the ones that we have outsourced to other production facilities, are where they needed to be so that come the 24th, when our full operation starts up into critical process, we're able to get things where they need to be. How has the
1: economic downturn affected production on the North Pole?
2: It won't it lie, it, it has impacted some of that outsourced operations which we've been relying on in the past. I tend to have a more preemptive approach to that and made sure that some of the elves, which were previously working in Hollywood through some of the movies that you might have seen and also those in the breakfast cereal industry that we've called back some of them for another tour of duty at the North Pole to make sure that we're getting everything out uh, on time and that all of the nice kids are satisfied. The naughty ones, we're going we might be doing something different than coal this year, because obviously that takes a lot of time to create
3: how How does global coal supplies impact your ability to properly reward naughty kids?
2: the The whole global warming has has definitely challenged that because as people are looking to give up on oil, they're starting to look at coal as another alternative. And we have some concerns there, but we we do have some extraterrestrial planet resources that we can call upon if needed to. At this point, we we haven't had to, though.
1: Now, I hear blip in the background. Can you tell a little bit about how the reindeer are taking the reduction in uh, in uh, coal and, and other resources that they, they're normally used to carrying around?
2: Uh, they're actually looking forward to a decrease in the amount of coal that we carry in the sleigh. It is one of the heavier items that we transport. So the more nice kids there are, the more Rudolph and his friends are happy.
3: Excellent. That's good to hear. So... As far as delivering toys, does the economic downturn impact any of those issues, or are your suppliers and outsourced operations able to manage? despite so many issues globally in supply chains?
2: We haven't had any real issues there. The one example I can draw is that Wired Magazine recently had an info porn session that I I gave a little bit of information to as far as how our operations run. And you, you might want to link to that in the show notes for the episode. Not all of what they captured there is accurate. If any of your listeners are familiar with the TV show The Event, they took a spin off of a demonstration that we gave of some of the ways in which we transport items when the direct sleigh route isn't a viable option. So when it when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter what the weather. It doesn't matter how many toys there are. We have capabilities to deliver across the planet, and all the the kids good can look forward to receiving their presents come Christmas this year.
1: Could you talk a little bit about how your sleigh works, the propulsion system, and how you you get around? Is there a backup sleigh for when the the main sleigh goes down?
2: There is a series of sleighs that we work into the rotation and test throughout the year. I've noticed a lot of people tend to go to the Bonneville Salt Flats to set the land speed record. They don't have anything on us, and unfortunately there's a lot of intellectual property information there that at this point in time we're not comfortable sharing as to that. You've noticed with this uh, economic downturn, the automotive industry is trying to ramp up. They're doing a great number of renovate or revolutionary things. They have nothing on the sled. That's all I can really comment at this point in time. So you guys have moved a long way from the day when Santa used to be pulled by goats? That, that would be back in the days when he was known as Sinterklaas. And yes, we, we have made some definite improvements since that time. Excellent to hear.
1: Food distribution instead of toys, has that ever crossed you guys' mind? as uh, I'm
2: in a bit of a unique situation in that Santa Big Red has a number of different names around the North Pole, uh, some of which he's aware of and, and others not. He made uh, his bowl full of jelly back in the day, and and I'm definitely more of a a young, hungry, and ready to make the the family business a a bowl full of cold, hard cash or other intermediary currencies, whatever those might be. We're looking at everything. Right now, unfortunately, we've kind of been marketed or positioned into exclusively the toy industry, but we are exploring other industries and other verticals in that we can do more for people. because. Especially at this time of year, so many people look to us to, to bring joy into their life that we would really like to diversify and be able to do that 24-7, 365, if we can do it in a way that is sustainable.
3: Excellent. Uh, do you feel that you have an unfair monopoly on Christmas
2: joy? Not really, because it's the, the parents are helping us out in terms of uh, connecting us with the information as far as what the kids have been doing throughout the year. There are other opportunities for other companies. You've probably seen the Amazon wish list system. That gives them a, a capability to understand what the market's interests are to put out other products. We did provide them some initial startup capital and may have to work with them
3: uh, as needed. Do you feel a sense of entitlement being the son of Santa Claus?
2: Early on in my life, in, in sort of the 180-year the span, I, I definitely did, but I, I'd like to feel that I've grown up a little bit more, and I'm, I'm really ready to take the reins of this operation and diversify and grow the business and, and show people that, you know, while they might think that the history of Santa Claus in the North Pole has some loose ties to the the christianity uh process and how they sort of rebranded everything we're we're much more than that and we want to be much more and and i'm hopeful that we can make that happen
1: so have you been on any runs with santa claus in in the
2: past i've been on many many dry runs and uh although i don't want to let santa know i have driven the sleigh on my own and he didn't see any of the scratches before the elves were able to repair it, so it's an amazing experience, and I'd really like to offer you guys the, the opportunity to come for a, a ride on that. It, it may just have to wait a, a couple months, as we're obviously in our busy season right now. I want to speak for Justin, but we would love to come. How do you manage all those cookies? That's a, a bit of a, a secret I still haven't learned from the big guy himself, because the amount that he consumes you would think he'd be over a thousand pounds at least but he still maintains a, a slight fudgy but uh trim uh weight that he can always fit into the sleigh so i'm uh haven't yet crossed the point where I'm the chief cookie eater yet. Oh, he has a chief cookie eater that comes along with him. Is that what you're trying to say? No, he that I have never seen anybody but him be eating the cookies. But he he doesn't seem to put on the weight that you would expect for eating that amount.
3: I was just assume that he fed them to reindeer. But if if he's really taking down all of these cookies himself, that's pretty incredible. It
2: it is, and it, you could probably draw an analogy or a comparison for anybody that owns dogs and knowing that it's not good for their bowel system to be sort of of digestive issues, but he he does have a a special pack of treats that he provides to the reindeer as they uh, cross different thresholds across the continent.
1: Now, do you guys do any special kind of uh, athletic training prior to the 24th to get ready for that that special day?
2: Not ourselves, but the the elves do enjoy around the the middle summer uh, for most of north america at least a little bit of an elf olympic it's impressive because those guys you you think that they're small and can't necessarily lift a lot but if they were allowed in the olympics if they didn't have that strict human criteria i think they could probably win a couple of events what do you think the biggest challenge you
3: face in making Christmas happen? Uh, what what are those challenges, or is there one major
2: challenge? Just continuing to keep the Santa and Christmas concept in the minds of the children, because it, it's really their enthusiasm that provides us energy. Humans sort of have the notion that you need to exist solely on food and water to drive your body. There are so many other forms of energy out there that can really allow a human or a creature to exist, and The the children's enthusiasm about the gift-giving spirit and really all humans' energy about sharing and giving is really one of the core concepts that as long as that's going strong, Christmas is going to do okay.
1: Can you talk a little bit about your endorsements? I know you guys have an ongoing one with Coca-Cola. Can you talk about some of the movie deals and and the advertisements
2: you have? Yeah, actually, I just want to touch, we mentioned Coca-Cola. That was uh, back in the 1930s, actually. We had commissioned a, a Swedish illustrator. I think his name was C. Sundblum, if I have the, the information right. And it wasn't just Coca-Cola that we were sort of rebranding the Santa image at that point in time. If you go back and look at the 1972 play, you'll see a truly really hard image where the uh, woman on the cover was about to express uh, her jingle bell at the the point in time. So we've been looking at a number of different partnerships over the years. We experimented with FedEx in terms of doing an integrated distribution channel that has worked out in some degrees where we've been able to offload certain aspects. But we we still like to try and maintain as much of a sustainable business operation across all platforms. So where things seem right, what you may or may not be aware is most of the breakfast cereal icons, the snapcracks, and Pop, all those guys, they're actually elves who, a number of years back, were spreading rumors and starting to look at unionizing and and causing some real concerns for Santa. And that was actually one of the ideas that I championed, to suggest that maybe some of those elves get a chance to get away from the cold weather for a while and go down to Hollywood and start to sort of act out on on some different ways.
3: Uh, So I see in other uh, Christmas traditions uh, around the world, creatures like uh, Krampus, does Krampus play a role in your uh, operations at the North Pole, or is he just uh, kind of a vestige of a past
2: tradition? I'm not certain who this Krampus is. Could you describe him a little bit more for me?
3: Yeah, he's he has black hair and uh, horns, and in the Austrian or Alpine traditions, he whipped children with straw,
2: essentially, and then placed them in chains. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that he has a lot of involvement with it, but... Santa might have been known as Odin at that point in time, and he went on hunting parties uh, with his magical horse Slepnir. And children would place food like carrots and straw near their boots in order for the horses to eat. And I believe that uh, the gentleman you're speaking of was one of the people that uh, was hunted through those hunting parties. So there's a a bit of a relationship there, but he definitely doesn't have an active involvement in, uh, as everybody's aware of today.
1: Now, I know there's, there's a lot of talk about 2012 as being a year where a lot of drama is supposed to happen. Does Santa have a position on what's going to happen in 2012?
2: We're doing what we can to influence it in a positive direction. Focus on, on your family and the things that are going right in your life and how you can sort of grow those positive aspects, and, and it'll turn out all right, just like does, it does every Christmas day when you wake up that morning and find your presents underneath the tree.
1: How is Santa able to gain malls all across the world at the same time.
2: I have to give uh, him credit for that a number of years back in the days that sort of came out and it's the one Santa. Um, those mall Santas started to try and unionize doing many things. There's a lot of them that are great. Uh, some others that unfortunately, they don't really respect the time-honored traditions of wearing the red and white uh, hat. So he saw the writing on the wall for that and decided to look into and, and try some stuff with open source economics and allow these other Santas to perpetuate the brand of uh, Santa and Christmas. Something else your your readers are interested in that is another offshoot of that is called Santarchy. And I believe the website is santarchy.com. All around the world, uh, across late November, early December, people enjoy dressing up like Santa and getting to feel some of that emotional connection to give out gifts to uh, good and g- naughty girls and boys. And most of them tend to go to different hubs and uh, enjoy libations and sort of get into the spirit that way by getting into the spirits. It's it's just another way that we're diverting. It. As you spoke to, you know, how can we ensure that Christmas continues to operate successfully? we're continuing to share information and share other forms of Christmas that people will enjoy for themselves. The the more success other people have in creating positive in the world, the more we're doing our job is how we really feel at the North Pole. So
3: just a few questions to close this out. One, what is the North Pole doing in terms of corporate social responsibility? How? How do you guys really turn things around and give back to the community?
2: We we have been doing uh, the best that we can, but the reindeer uh, do eat quite a lot. I think that when you, you look at the track record of what Christmas brings to the individual, on the social responsibility side, we're, we're definitely out in front of what most companies in the world are doing.
3: How did Santa choose the colors of, of red and white? Is that
2: simply because he's Canadian? Canada is our closest neighbor, and I, I would have to think that that is the case. I'll ask Big Red and get back to you and you can maybe add that to the show notes uh, as to why he chose those colors. It was right. definitely before my time. All right. Sounds good.
3: Uh,
1: you mentioned before that Santo is growing some plants with Father Time. Are these uh, greenhouse plant- variety plants, edible garden kind of plants?
2: I know it's not mistletoe. That's all that I'm aware of. But, yeah, it is grown in a greenhouse. He He has been very interested in hydroponics. I haven't had a chance to, to enjoy what he's creating, but that's only been a, a very recent activity that he's gone into.
1: Can we safely say this is a new market that Santa's looking to explore?
2: I, I think that's the case, and I'm from what I've heard the elves talking about. I believe one that uh, humanity would do well to enjoy whatever this might be. Great. Right.
3: Like great time humanity. So thanks for talking with us, Nick Jr. And been a pleasure hearing a little bit more about the operations up at the North Pole, and mainly just learning how the big day happens and and how the big man feels about it, just getting a little bit of that more personal perspective on everything.
1: Is there a way that we can, that people can get in contact with you if, if they want to learn more about your message and, you know, contact the guy himself?
2: The easiest way for most people is still, unfortunately, letter mail, uh, sending to the postal code H0H080, Any address at the North Pole will uh, find its way to us. We are looking into Twitter and some of these new uh, technologies as to a a way to have more of a direct communication. Um, Unfortunately, uh, as the issues with the WikiLeaks and Skype uh, today are showing, maybe not ready... uh, support the level of bandwidth which uh christmas communications would really put on that type of infrastructure but uh oh, okay. definitely yeah. in uh in the time frame guys drop me a line and i'd, I'd be happy to see if we can get the, the real man himself to follow up and get you guys out for that sleigh ride maybe all we right. can
1: get him to leave a voicemail on our our voicemail system i
2: excellent. will ask him and i know that it obviously he's very swamped but uh he does try and make time for all the good girls and boys and I'm pretty sure, from having listened to some of the episodes of your podcast, that you guys are, are definitely on the nice list there. So we'll see what we can do.
3: All right, sounds great. Thanks, Nick. Thanks,
2: Nick. More than welcome. Oh,
0: hello, Seth and Justin. This is Santa Claus. I just spoke with your friend and my saw Nicholas. He told me you have been very good and that this year you would like justice and some peace and quiet. Well, my first stop is your house in cyberspace. Don't forget to leave me some candy. Be sure to go to bed early so
1: I can bring you a supply.